0: Hello and thank you for joining us. This is Brian, your host of the Parish the Thought Show. The opinions of said host and our guests have not been sanitized or scientifically tested, so please consume at your own risk. Ladies and gentlemen and whoever else is listening, my guest today is a young man who only three short years ago was depressed, broke, rejected by family and friends, drudging through dead-end jobs, working himself to the bone for a meager $10 an hour barely making payments on a Toyota Corolla. Since then, he has risen literally to the top of the door-to-door sales industry, ending his 2021 season with over a million dollars in sales and over 1,200 accounts sold, becoming the number one sales agent in the industry. His reward? At age 23, he was able to pay cash for a Lamborghini. He truly is in a league of his own. Please help me in welcoming Austin Pritchard. And I remember you were this new kid struggling to get his real estate license and you even i i mean i know i struggled when i started there too but even i was thinking this poor guy's i don't know if he's gonna make it and and i know you struggled trying to take that real estate test which is ridiculously hard and the utah real estate test so you have and then you left after what a few months
1: yeah i left i think it was there two or three months and then
0: So I want to hear your story from that point and how you got to where you're at now. Sure. So All all the ups and downs and mental struggles you went through and the whys and just the why behind what you did.
1: Honestly, I think it started when I was there. Um, Really just, I mean, being young, I was probably barely 20 and just got off my my mission, and honestly, just kind of lost. I get home and uh, went through a faith crisis, still kind of going through it on the way out of it, which is good. Um, but was just starting that, and so it was just questioning a lot of things. So when I was there, I was honestly super excited for the opportunity, grateful for the opportunity, um, but I didn't fully appreciate what it could have done for me. Um, and I mean, sales in general can, can be insane if you allow it to be. And so I, uh, instead of studying as best I should have and taking full advantage of the opportunity, which is partying on the weekends or, you know, not really caring to, you know, make it when I had that great opportunity there. Um, so eventually I left, couldn't pass the real estate test. I, I took it two or three times. Um, and it was just getting to a point where I was wasting my money, my time, and honestly hurting relationships by being there probably, uh, just because I wasn't taking the, taking it very serious. Uh, so I left from there. It's hard to remember exactly what I did from that point, but, um, I went to sell cars. Kind of was one of the lowest of lows.
0: <laughs> you use car salesman?
1: A used car salesman, just yeah.
0: Schmarmy and all that. Did you, did you just put on the whole persona?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I worked around some good people, um, but it was just at the end of the day, I was a used car salesman and not very happy with life, you know? Um, so that was, mm-hmm. I, I was a team leader there. So I managed, closed and opened the store and whatnot and had a bunch of guys, made sure the processes were getting done. Anyways, from there, I wanted to move up in the company, and after six months of being there, I, uh, you know, wanted to try to move up, and I asked, you know, a, a position came available to be an assistant store manager, and I asked to be interviewed for it. They didn't really take me seriously. Said I was too young. Um, said I didn't have enough experience, and that honestly kind of grinded my gears because I was like, bro, I'm your hardest worker, like. <laughs> Why would you not? I mean, my age doesn't matter. Why would you not let me take that position if it's available? Um, yeah, we get,
0: we get hung up on titles and age and things like that instead of like, look at this merit of this kid. Look yeah. what he's doing.
1: So at that time, I was making 13 dollars an hour, which I thought was phenomenal. You know, I thought it was great. Um,
0: well, at 20 years old, 20 plus years old, it's, it's not a horrible wage.
1: Yeah. And if I would have got the assistant manager position, I would have, you know, got $15 an hour. So not much more. But again, I was really chasing the next level Um, and really just not being satisfied. And that scared a lot of people that I was jumping around and not staying satisfied. Uh, Obviously, my parents were worried because I kept moving jobs. Um,
0: It almost comes across as instability.
1: Yeah, I got that a lot. You're you're so unstable. You're so inconsistent in life, and blah blah blah. But in my mind, it wasn't like that. I was, hey, I'm trying to I'm trying to get up the ladder. Especially. Looking for the next best thing. Yeah, and so I kept moving across the country and whatnot. So after that, uh, I was dating a girl. She moved back to Utah. I felt like I needed to move back up that general direction um, to be near her. But also, really, the main thing was. Um, I just felt like I wasn't making enough money and I was not going to progress in the way I wanted to. And around that time, I, I again, I mean, this whole time I had been thinking, you know, I want to get into real estate. I want to be able to buy investment properties. I want to, how am I going to do it? I can't do it making $13 an hour. I can barely pay my apartment complex. And I lived in the most ghetto apartment complex in my town. So um, literally had the people above me kicked out because when they would smoke weed it would fill up my apartment so bad with smoke and i would probably get high i don't know um <laughs> but anyways i uh she moved up there i decided it was important to go up there as well um everybody thinks i was chasing her it might have been um but i think it was more of you know just the next opportunity to make more money uh, i moved up to to idaho falls Working for a concrete company where we would do high end concrete jobs. We would stain the floors of aircraft um, carrier, or what are those things? Hangers. Hangers. Um, as well as we worked on the CEO of Miller Lite on his floor in his basement up in the Yellowstone Club. Um, the company also did Tom Brady's basement floor, like got to see like super wealthy people and who I wanted to be around. And I just kept telling myself when I was working on the floors, you know, I will get to a spot where I could, you know, have stuff like this. It was kind of a, a low spot. I was one day, somebody I don't remember who's came out when we were working on their house and just talked to me like I was the lowest of the lows, like.
0: Oh, was, treated, treated you like to help like the staff, yeah,
1: like a, like a slave to them. And I'm like, man, If I ever make it like that, I would never talk to somebody like that. Like, it was just, it was so demeaning. But
0: anyway. You know what? It's people like that that give the, the, that perpetuate the stereotype that rich people are evil bastards. Yeah. And and they exploit the the working class to get where they are. And it's unfortunate.
1: Right. But from there, I was just super unhappy, man. I uh, worked in my ass off. Didn't feel like I was getting results, and still had zero money, even though I was working all the time. Um, just mentally was not in a good spot. Just very, very depressing time. Um, but it was good. I was staying super busy, so I wasn't able to think about it a whole lot. Yeah. But after that, I uh, I was there for only a couple months the, the boss there, the manager was honestly very verbally abusive to his guys. He even was sometimes physically abusive to his workers would push him down. And, uh, wow, yeah, like it was, I mean, we would be up there for 15 hours and he'd come up and, you know, we'd eaten one meal that day and he's not letting us go take a break and would come up in his nice car and, you know, he'd be eating a hot dog or whatever and it was honestly just it, it was terrible like would come up and why aren't you guys working you know we're on our hands and knees with a grinder you haven't got anything done well we've been working for 15 hours you know like get on your hands and knees and help us uh so i learned a lot of valuable things from him i just decided whenever i was back in management like or had my own company i knew exactly how not to treat my employees And uh, that's yeah. um, <laughs> i, I want to I want to drive my Lamborghini up to his shop and just flip him off now because he's just the biggest prick of the world.
0: Oh, um, I would love to see that. I would pay to see that.
1: <laughs> I would. Uh, I've thought about it, but then I'd have to get it up there. Anyways, <laughs> from there, I decided uh, I got, I had a buddy down in Salt Lake who I was on my mission with, and he got me hooked up for this job, which I absolutely loved it was working in a bank type thing um, doing business loans, business leases type thing on, on people who were doing startup companies. So somebody wanted to buy a food truck, we would lease them the money for the food truck or, you know, things like that, which was real cool. Um, And it was almost like a sales type job, almost selling them on the fact, you know, why, why they should, you know, go with our company for the financing which again, I love. I love talking to people all day. I love being able to sell them the service. Um, but when I moved there, didn't have anywhere to live. If I'm being honest, I slept in my truck for probably a week or so, at least, probably more. I don't know. I don't really remember. But then I, you know, I went to my parents, asked for help. They were just tired of helping. Went to my siblings. They, they wouldn't help me. I had, I had siblings that lived in Provo and I just wanted to, you know, stay with them. And they're like, you know, we can't help you. And it was just.
0: Wow. You were just like reject getting rejected and life smacking you. Six ways rejected, from Sunday.
1: Rejected the girl I was with, did not want to be with me. Uh, you know, just. I felt completely rejected in life and. Finally, had a friend who was like, "Bro, you can come sleep on my floor. You can be here for a couple of weeks. Like, don't plan on making it long term, but get your feet, get your savings, whatever you need. Like, and that was honestly pretty cool. I uh, slept on the, on the floor in one of his spare rooms. It was honestly like a, it was not a good situation. Um, a lot of you know, alcohol." weed in that house and just a very depressing time i was sleeping on the floor just because i couldn't afford to go anywhere else and uh you know from there i my grandma in salt lake said you know, you can come stay here you can give me some rent money um so i went there for one night and then when i was there i just you know decided i can't do this you know this is my grandma I can't, (laughs) I can't look here. Uh, I feel like I was taking advantage of her. So I uh, found, I don't remember how I found. Anyways, I met up with this dude um, in one of the wards there. And that night, the, the night after I went to my grandma's house, I went to a church activity. I think that's where I met him and was told, Hey, go to a, you know, hit this guy up and I moved in that night to his house. It was a cool place, uh, pretty, pretty nice townhouse. So I slept in there, had my own room. It's only paying a couple hundred bucks a night or, or uh, a month. And really, that's what got me up my feet underneath me. Uh, that kid was a, a huge help, one of my good friends now. But, anyways, um, went there, started making better decisions, got away from the alcohol, the, the, the drugs. And I uh, traded my truck in, which was a huge burden, uh, you know, on, on the money at the time. It was a, a $15,000 Dodge Ram. And I, I should have traded in months before, but it would have hurt my ego too bad. But at that point, I didn't even care anymore. I was just getting my life under me. So I traded in for a Corolla, and that was two years ago this month. Um, got the Corolla. So after, after that, I, I stayed there for a couple months at that job. I loved it. And then I actually met my best friends. Now his name's Darren when I was living up in Idaho falls and I came back after working concrete for like, I think I just worked a 75 hour week. And I came back middle, I, it was like 10 o'clock. I was like, hey man, I want to meet with you. My cousin told me to come meet with you. Uh, I, I walked in there in my my blue jeans I'd been w- wearing all week, probably smelled real bad covering concrete and just walked in there and was like, felt real comfortable. Uh, another sales job selling pest control. I thought it was kind of like too good to be true. How could you make so much money?
0: And this was Aptiv, or was it another one?
1: So this is active. Okay. So I met with him and didn't really think much of it. Cause again, I thought it was too good to be true. I'd already gone door to door. Didn't like the idea of doing it again. <laughs> so I, I walked out um, after the meeting, I thought it was a good meeting. He was a really cool dude. Um, anyways, fast forward. I'm in Utah. He calls me and he's like, Hey man, haven't heard from me in a while. Kind of blow him off again. Uh, yeah, dude, doing well. I'm actually down in Utah. Sorry, I couldn't make it work type thing. And he just kept on me, you know, he kept calling me, following up with me, getting to know me. And then eventually COVID hit, I still had a job. People started to get furloughed around me, which was scary to see people lose their jobs. Like my good, good friends, I'd, you know, made friends with good workers who done everything right for whatever reason, you know, lady right behind me. She's worked there for years. Gets furloughed. I didn't. Uh, Person on on the other side of the cubicle from me gets furloughed. I didn't. And it was just very scary. My job was... Teetering. Teetering. And could I could lose that any second. Uh, Well, anyways, we go to at-home work only. So I decided I'm going to go back to Texas. My parents let me come stay with them for for a week or so. I went there, uh, which was gonna go for like a vacation, just, hey, I'm gonna come work from your house for a little bit, see you guys, I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, anyways, from that point, uh, my parents were kind of worried about COVID at the time, so they wouldn't let me leave, which was great, I loved it. <laughs> so I was like, well, go, cool. I don't have to leave. Uh, well, from there, the summer was about to start and I still hadn't fully committed to it, to go door to door again. Anyways, my manager called me, Darren, and he says, dude, what do you have to lose? You know, you've already told me your people are getting furloughed. At any minute, you could be stuck jobless at your parents' house. Like, what do you, what do you have to lose? If you come out right now, you have, what, 500 bucks in your bank account. If you don't make it, I'll give you a thousand bucks to get back home. I'll double your money to get back home. You can go back to your job. You can go, you know, do something else. He's like, if you take the shot, I promise you're not gonna fail. All right, man. So I uh, got in my Corolla and drove to Dallas, met up with the team there. And I had no idea what I was doing. I hadn't learned the pitch at all. And the first night I was there, there was a kid on the team who was actually a, uh, he was a manager, he's like, man, this kid's not going to make
0: it. He said that about you?
1: Yeah, and I heard him say it. He actually laughed at my pitch and said, this guy's not going to make it. Anyways, that week, I went out, and I just really committed, hey, I'm going to work as hard as I can this week. I don't have anything else to lose. I don't have any other options. If I don't make it here, it's back to construction, basically. Because so that's the only job that probably would hire me at the time.
0: Do you think – maybe the back it? Do you think he said that to try to, like – like the reverse oh. psychology tried to inspire or do you think he meant it because he was a prick
1: he was a prick and i think he saw a potential but also he was a first-year manager he had only done 250 accounts his first year which is huge that's good for a first-year rep um to do 250 so i mean he was a good rep but at the same time he wasn't my direct manager he was just a team manager okay so he was just it was more of a serious remark and I didn't like it. Uh, so I actually wrote that down and I looked at it every day. You're not, he's not going to make it. And then it was, you know, today I will beat David Hall. I will sell more than him. I will sell more than
0: him. So that was fuel. So it was a That's lot of fuel.
1: I had to, uh, I had to go ahead and, you know, every day had to compete with somebody who at the time I thought was better than me. Um, anyways, my second weekend to the job, I had been selling good, like consistent two, three to four accounts a day. Maybe probably one, to, no, probably two to four accounts a day. Second week into the job, uh, I was out about half the day. I sold one and I was just going through it mentally and was like, man, I can't do this. So I went home early next day. I go out feeling mentally down again and Pissed that I only got one the day before is my lowest day yet. So the second day I went out and I didn't get anything, but I only stayed out until I really only worked probably three hours that day. I was being lazy. I got zero uh, and I was pissed. So I actually drove from Dallas back to my parents' house. Met up with my at the time girlfriend, told her I couldn't do it. And uh, she had already seen I'd made great money more money than I'd made anywhere else. And I wasn't selling extraordinary at the time. Uh, but anyways, Darren called me, my manager. Dude, where the hell are you at? <laughs> I'm like, I'm in Temple. I don't know if I can do it. And he's like, did I tell you you could leave? I'm like, no. And I, he was like, well, what's going on? And so I just told him what's going on, told him, man, I just don't know if I can do it. I'm making good money, but like, it's a pretty hard job. And he's like, yeah, it's a hard job. It's hard to make money. And then he basically determined I didn't have any why at the time. Like the reason I was out there was to survive, to make money. And it's a good why, but it wasn't big enough. And so really established, Hey, this is your, you know, you need to come up with a vision board tonight. Why are you out here? Why are you deciding to do this? So we made a vision board. Uh, decided, hey, I want to do real estate. I've always wanted to do real estate. If I could make enough money in this job to be able to buy passive, uh, you know, investments, then that's what I want to be able to do. So I put on that vision board. I'll send it to you, so you can. Oh, I guess you don't do the video, but anyways, I'll still send it to you. My original one. I wanted to buy a new truck because I was ashamed to drive a Corolla. It was just, I'm a, I'm a man's man. Like I like to hunt and stuff. So I wanted to Can't have a hunt.
0: You can't hunt in a Corolla?
1: You're right. So I, I wanted to buy a, like a second gen Tacoma, something cheap, good truck that would last me a while. Uh, and I wanted to buy a boat that year if I made over 100,000, which I thought there was no way in hell I'd make that much. You know, I had heard people had done it their first year, but I just didn't know it was going to be possible. Um, and I put on their investment properties. Uh, I put my parents on there cause they told me not to leave my job. I was at, they told me it was stable. You're finally in a good spot. You love your job. Don't leave
0: safe and secure,
1: safe and secure. Stay where you're at. You're so inconsistent. This is you just being inconsistent again. So I put them on there as my villain, uh, to look at every day and to prove wrong. So every day I was looking at the boat. I was looking at the truck. I was looking at my parents who doubted me. I was looking at David Hall who said, you can't do this. uh, You're going to fail, And the, the fire just fueled in me. So the next day I go out after making the vision board and I actually set a region record and I sold 15 that day, uh, which is insane. Like insanity. I, I probably, I think out of all rookies that, year i sold in the in the whole company that was the big probably one of the biggest days of all rookies and then from there it was just i saw my potential and i just decided to go completely out you know completely
0: it's almost almost like you 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 tasted the blood in the water like shark and that's what it was
1: it was i tasted the blood i had just made five thousand dollars that day or whatever it was i was like which
0: was unheard of in your world in your paradigm
1: Oh, yeah. When I made $5,000 in one day, I'm like, are you joking? This is real. Like, I can freaking do this. I can do this. And it was finally a huge win. Finally, a win I just needed for years and years of just the mental mind.
0: Existing. You were were existing.
1: Yeah, just the...
0: Which is the worst.
1: So, I mean, from there, it was just huge. I think the next day I went out and I sold... Eight and what was cool about the 15 day before I keep going is I was. We have these competitions. It was on a Wednesday. We have these competitions where it's uh, throwdowns. Or, or no, it actually, was a. It was a Thursday. We had a. Th- it's called Throwdown Thursday, where you call somebody out and say, "Hey, I want to go against you." Well, anyways, I call out the best salesman in the room. Who consistently would throw down sevens and eights and i said i want to go against you today and everybody's like okay like good luck anyways i went out and more than doubled him and uh and that just gave me a ton of confidence but anyways from there i sold eight i think the next day and then from there it was basically i love myself or i'm i love myself i'm happy i will sell six don't be a bitch or something like that <laughs> and so every day i was I'm gonna sell six today no matter what. And I'd stay out there till I had six, at least six. And I I mean there was nights I was out there till ten o'clock, grinding my ass off, trying to trying to get that. Anyways, I think every day that, that year I made over a thousand dollars in that summer. I ended up making over uh over a hundred and twenty thousand my first summer uh with Active. I was out there for three and a half months. And ended up being the number three first year rep in the whole company. I did 513 accounts, over 275,000 in revenue, my first year. And yeah, it's it's completely changed, completely changed my life from there. After that season though, I you know had a couple of regrets that I didn't train. And before going out, I felt like I, I was good. But I honestly felt like I could have done more. Um, I had sold over six hundred and seventy-five or six seventy something, but I only serviced five thirteen. So I, I knew this next year going in, I was going to start with a technician, my own personal technician who followed me door to door. Um, so my my retention was going to be a lot better. Um, but anyways, during the off season, I decided, you know, I want to go and do a thousand. Nobody's ever done it their second year, Uh, at least at our company that I know. Uh, There's only been nine or 10 other people in the last 15 years to do a thousand at our company. Um, So I wanted to do a thousand. I wanted to be great. So it was funny. I, uh, when I first got back, I looked myself in the mirror and I said, I'm going to do a thousand. And I just started laughing because I didn't believe it.
0: You didn't believe yourself?
1: I didn't believe myself, even though I just done that. Well, this last, that last year, but I only did half of it.
0: That's a fascinating mental position to be in. You just slayed it and done better than you ever have in your entire life. Yet part of you says, yeah, it's not enough. Or, or. And focus on the true. gap there.
1: Yeah. And that's, and that's, what's crazy is people were always like, you know, how did you, uh, how did you decide that it wasn't enough? I mean, you made a hundred thousand your first year. And before that, that, whole year before you probably made $20,000. Like how is 120,000? Not enough. You you six X your income. And I was like, honestly, I was out there and I just felt like I didn't reach my full potential. Like,
0: was it the money or like, is, I think you said the word potential, you, 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 was, you knew there was more in you just the potential,
1: broke. the pride of, of doing my best to being my best self. I think that's what it was, was you know, the money is a huge motivator. Yeah. There's a ton of money. If I could double what I did, I get a lot of pay raises. I would make three to 400,000, whatever. Um, but I think it was the potential looking back was I just had this epiphany one day. Hey, I've tasted some really low days and I feel like I'm, I'm pretty high right now, but I'm not to the highest point I could get to. And that kind of fueled me. I'm like, I wonder because you know Newton's law there's an equal and opposite reaction there has to be an equal high to what I felt low and so that really fueled me so in the off season I would look Mm -hmm. at myself in the mirror and the day where I told myself I will do a thousand kind of scared me Um, in the mirror it was just me and myself looking in there and then I kind of got mad at myself when I started laughing and don't mean to be vulgar, but this is what I said. Like, I was just like, no, fuck you. Like I will do a thousand. I just started yelling at myself. I will do a thousand. I will do a thousand. I'm, I'm yelling at myself, cussing myself out. Like I will do it. And I was just like full of rage and like eventually started believing it. Got real emotional because uh, it was just a deep belief. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull myself even higher than where I'm at. Um, and from there on out, it, everything I did was focused towards that number. I, I broke down every day for the next summer, how many I had to sell and I had to do at least 10 a day. Well, at least nine a day. So I wanted to, well, it's really eight and a half a day. So I decided I'm gonna do 10 a day just to see how far I can go. Well, anytime I was doing my workouts, if I was running, I was always focused on the 10 because if I just did 10 focused on the day, you know, that's where it's gonna add up. So. Uh, if I was at the weight room, I was doing 10 reps, 10 sets, heavy weight, making it super hard. And I'm like, when I'm pumping them out, I will sell 10. I will sell 10. I will sell 10. I will sell a thousand. I will sell 10. I will sell. So over and over again, like pumping them out these reps uh, and in my mind and saying it out loud. And you know, that's when the, the belief really started, started kicking in. There was, I don't know if anybody remembers, but last year there was a big snowstorm and everything. It shut down the whole of Texas. Like, you know, we didn't have water. We didn't have electricity or anything. So I was out in my barn, you know, no electricity out of my parents' house and kind of got stuck there for a couple of days. Anyways, all I had to run in was a pair of rubber muck boots. And so there's there's over two feet of snow, probably close to three feet of snow on the roads. We don't have snow plows. And so we don't have salt. We don't have anything to take care of the roads. I'm out there in muck boots running for an hour, you know down the, down the old the back road. I get back to the barn and my dad has some weights in there and you know I was lifting. One day I, the heaviest I'd ever lifted was hundred or 80 pound dumbbells on on bench press and i just decided you know i'm gonna do 10 sets i'm gonna do 10 reps of the hundreds which is a big jump for me you know 100 pound dumbbells that's pretty big that's a huge deal and so i jumped up to the hundreds and and did them 10 reps and just i was i was screaming at myself man i was when i was pumping them out i will sell i will sell a thousand i will sell a thousand just screaming but anyways um i don't know it's my rocky moment i guess i go ahead No, well,
0: keep going. I have some questions, but keep
1: going. Cool. Uh, So eventually, they go on this trip. One of my good friends says he's going to do it as well. Going to do a thousand as well. And he's like, I'm going to do it faster than you do it. Well, that's probably not going to happen. But I don't know. That was just kind of one last fuel to the fire. Oh, actually, there is one more thing on this trip. There is a kid who had done a thousand before. And I just wanted some information, you know, just wanted to rub shoulders. And I got to rub shoulders with several guys who had done it. And I just felt kind of blown off. And so that was just my villain this last year, uh, at least for a little bit. Once I passed him, I really didn't care anymore because I knew I was better than him. But yeah, he was like my David Hall this year. I'm not going to mention who it is because he's actually a good guy. And, you know, anyways, uh, I go out this this past summer. I decided to start in March because I knew I needed to have at least double the time on the doors. I did 500 in three and a half months. There's no way I couldn't do at least a thousand. Well, I get out there and uh, my first day. Did you want to stop
0: and ask questions before or should, should I keep going? Cool. Well, no. Yeah, maybe let me do this since we're sort of halfway through the story, what did you have? Like, were you, did you have mentors and coaches you're working with or was this just you fueling yourself? And then the second question, all your, your naysayers, like your parents, what were they saying? After I made it? Yeah. When, like, yeah. Like after you'd done that, you know, your 500, 600 sales, what was your parents? Did you go and have a sit down with them and say, Hey, you told me to stay a stable job. I didn't, were they like, Hey, we were wrong or or what's their perspective?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Remind me what the first question is.
0: Were you mentors? Did you have people mentoring you or were you just kind of doing this? You were self-motivated.
1: Honestly, it was just self-motivated. I just knew I had to do better in life. I knew I wanted to get into real estate. I knew I needed to make a change and that was enough of at the time enough for me. Um after the first summer, my parents I went to them and they're like kind of like, All right, we'll believe the money when we see it. Um they were still naysaying? Just kind of kind of doubting the whole process, skeptical of door to door sales. Um anyways Christmas morning my my second back end hit and I was able to take it into them and show them a sixty thousand dollar check and how all the numbers added up. And they were like okay you know like they're proud of me definitely proud of me but um yeah i was still kind of upset with them and i still somewhat use them sometimes as a motivator <laughs> just because i feel like sometimes not anymore but i i did use them for a while for motivator just because i i didn't like that they doubted me and i didn't like that they told me to you know stay where it's at um that
0: that happens a lot uh, i was reading um a book by grant cardone called um be obsessed or be average don't know if you've ever read that one and he said it was a similar thing he says he just kept pushing and kept pushing because he was at the he almost died from a, a drug deal you know kind of thing gone bad people beat him within an inch of his life so he got obsessed and just started just slaying it and he says people who who love me would come to me and say just be stable, you know, just g- stability, just get that stable job. And and they did it out of a, a sense of wanting to protect him, which is what parents do. Right. They, they do that to be stable, find something secure because they're in a different generation where that was the thing. And they mean well, but it comes across as you're, you know, trying to squash my flames kind of thing. Right. But it's annoying as hell.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, but I'm glad for it. I'm glad because it really fueled the fire and I, I had to prove him wrong. I had to prove my dad wrong that I wouldn't make it, you know. So and, and it was a big motivator. I wanted to go make a hundred thousand before my dad did at that point in his life. He's a lawyer, so he's he's real successful as a good practice. So I wanted to go and I want to make a hundred thousand before he did at my at my point in life. And I was 21 now at that time um but anyways after that i did get some sales coaches um i got a sales coach and he helped me a lot with mentality uh mental toughness which was another good one and at this time before the summer before my first summer that was one thing i really struggled with my whole life through sports through everything was mental toughness like if we did a, a series where i talked about my upbringing. That would be the one thing I struggle with the most is probably mental toughness and stick to itness, like sticking to something. Like, and so you know, that was my first big win that big that first summer. Uh, but after it, I, I got a sales coach and he's he's great. I still occasionally meet with him. But, anyways, after that first off season where I just went crazy with training, um, showed up to area. I, I drove to Houston this year for my preseason area. Uh, I was there from April or from beginning or mid-March until mid-April. I went there and this is my first day back uh, for our sales season. I just, you know, I put in this training that I would do 10 a day every day and I'm at nine and I can't stop at 10 or I can't stop at nine today and it's 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, I showed her the leaderboards. I want to beat this guy today. I want to be number one. Like it would mean a lot. And I said, Erica, if you know, you know what, you're one of the most persistent guys I've ever met. I, I can tell you want your goals. And I was like, I do. And so she finally, she finally closed. She let me close her. Um, we had a great conversation. Honestly, she's a, she had a vision board hanging up on her wall, and we talked about that for a while and how big vision is to me as well. Hey, anyway, it was just connected and. That was a huge win, just starting the summer with that was huge for me because, you know, I I had to do the 10. Anyways, two days later, I beat my personal best, and that's two days into the season, which was huge. Most people, it takes a while to warm up and get back into it. I sold 16 my first year, ended up – my first year, I sold 15 at the beginning of the summer. And then 16 at the end of the summer. Uh, so my third day into the the summer this year, this past year, I sold 17, and I was pissed. I was completely pissed because I didn't sell 20. I was three away. When you sell 17, you're like, man, I should have done 20. I wasn't even happy that I beat my old PR.
0: I was just it, pissed. That's an interesting mindset.
1: Yeah, and just staying just staying kind of un, uh, unsatisfied. Has been a big, big plus and a, a big help to my sales experience or my sales yeah, experience. Um, so I was, I was livid. If I'm being honest, I came home and I'm like, f, like calling Darren. I'm like pissed. I'm like, dude, I was three away. So mad. Uh, and he's like, well, what are you gonna do about it? You're gonna keep bitching about it, or are you actually gonna go do something? <laughs> I'm like, f you, dude. Like, I'm trying. Like, I was, I was so mad. Uh, I probably didn't cuss him out. He, he's a big motivator. But anyways, I went back out next day, probably did 12 or something. And I think it was two days later, it was, I was at 15 by like five o'clock, six o'clock. Anyways, five or six o'clock, I still have four hours left of knocking and it's just a torrential downpour. I don't know where. like torrential. I'm saying like, almost hurricane type rain it's it's moving sideways it's blowing sideways the wind is and, and blowing the rain i'm like i'm at 15 there's no way i have i have four hours left there's no way i'm going home unless i get 20 so i'm out there anyways i go back out and i think i close like most people aren't answering the door but eventually i got my 20 to sell that night Uh nine, nine thirty probably again, the 20th cell. I went back to a lady who told me she wasn't interested and I just went back and closed her. Um, and I thought that was insane. You know, 20 cells. I finally did it, but I was still unsatisfied. Like still was just, okay, well our region record is 23. I should have done three more cells. I was that close and who knows if I'll have another day like that. So, uh, two days later, That next day I went out, I think I did like six sales the next day, which I was pissed about. Um, Just wasn't a good day, which is funny. My first year, that was my goal. This last year, if I did anything under 10, I was livid. Um, So the day after I did six, I went back out and I did 26 sales. Nice. I got the region record. uh, And that's when I started making some hype around the company. People really started to notice my name because I... You know, did 20 of the day, two days before, and there's only a number of people who've had 20 days in our company. So, and then I did 26 and they're like, who the heck is this guy? Like some people knew who I was from my first year, but nobody really pays attention to the rookies because they're not really throwing down ex- insane numbers. People, I mean, anyways, um, and I, I really liked that. I started getting company shout outs and it felt good. You know, like people are starting to recognize who I was. And then from there, it was just, had my head down grinding the whole summer. It was a, it was a tough, very tough summer um, to stay that consistent. I think there was only probably a handful of days I wasn't number one on the day in the whole company. And it was real hard to stay that consistent. And I wish I, I wish I could put into words just how hard it was. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I guess I can do a couple more highlights from the summer.
0: Well, during this time, are you finding – are you making more friends or more enemies? In the company? Yes.
1: Uh, I think a lot of friends. uh, People started reaching out. And, again, I went back to that manager who I had at Concrete. And I went back to the guys who wouldn't help me get to where I was. Um, And I just decided I'm going to respond to every single person. And I get hundreds of messages now, hundreds of DMs. Uh, not from people just at our company, but across the industry now, Um, you know, asking for help. And if I'm being honest, I've reached back out to every single person um, and just given them some advice. Sometimes it's the same question. So I just have a list of questions and answers to it. And I just copy and paste it. And it's the same answer I would give. But I think I started making a lot of good friends at the time. Again, I I did have some enemies, but nobody was really pacing as close as I was. So everybody was kind of just watching it off. It's not like anybody was pissed because I was I was, you know, they were, right there and I was beating them. But I I was really just trying to help as many people as possible. Um, After a couple months during the summer, we had what's called the Masters competition, which is a, it's a huge uh, it's a huge company wide competition. There's you know three four thousand reps in our company. And basically what it is is it's kind of like the March madness of pest control sales. So you go the whole season, almost you have one V one competitions against somebody else in the country. And you see who sells more and who has a higher contract value that day. You get a a structure of points um, during a two day period. Well, anyways, I make it all the way to the final match. Um, I lost a couple times, if I'm being honest, and I bounced back in. Bouncing back in means you have to sell double the amount of somebody else in the tournament. Still, I lost twice, uh, so I jumped back in in the elite eight, and I won out until the finals. So when I was in the finals, I was going against a, I was going up against a guy who has done a thousand before, so he's good rep. My first day. I was not looking at the scoreboard at all. I didn't want to know what he was at. And I did 28 sales that day. New PR, pissed, livid I didn't hit 30. Uh, really livid I didn't hit 33, because 33 is um, a company record. wasn't just the region record, but it was a company record. was set like seven, eight years before, or several years before. I don't know how long. But anyways... Um, I looked at the score that night, and I was really surprised. Actually, you know, I had done 28 cells. That's a massive day. And Jake West had done 27 cells, and I was like, "Damn!" And he was actually beating me on points. You know, that was the hardest I ever worked in a day, and made well over $10,000 that day, 15, probably $1,000, and just honestly pissed because he was staying up with me i thought i was gonna blow him out of the water anyways next day i go out and i just decided right, well actually that night my my younger sister always joked because uh, she was out there well you didn't beat brigham Lindsay's single day record so you're not the goat yet <laughs> like you got to go beat a single day record of 33 cells so that next day i go out and i did 34 uh jake west did 32 he ended up beating me in the Masters, which was good. It was humbling. Um, he beat me, fair and square. It was honestly the best match our company's ever seen. So it, it was insane. It was a good time, but broke the the company single day record. I don't know if somebody's gonna beat that here anytime soon. It took years for somebody to beat it. The last time, I'm sorry, he did 31 sales, Brigham did, so I beat his company record by three. So I, I don't know. It'll be a long time, hopefully, before somebody. Well, sales.
0: it might, and it's 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 a it's a humbling and good thing because you will have inspired someone to be better. Right. Than you. Right. Which is, that's, that's not, that's a good, that's a good place to be.
1: Yeah. I know if somebody beats that, they deserve it. I mean,
0: yeah, of course. Cause it. you know, cause you know the work it took, you know, to get where you were. So if someone beats that, you know, that they've, they've slayed it. So. All right. So you, you won this competition. Well, you I didn't set the, you have to set the record for the whole company ever. I didn't, record. I didn't win it. I didn't win it, but it was okay, a huge. I'm sorry, sorry.
1: it was almost more of a big a win for me that I had done my biggest week in two days. Uh, previously, my biggest week was like probably 55, 56 cells. In those two days during that competition, I did sixty two cells.
0: That's amazing.
1: And so again, again, I unlocked another level after that day. That's why I wanted to talk about this is because from that, from that moment on, I realized I need to be selling at a higher level. I was already selling at a crazy level. But then after that, I was like, if I'm not selling at least 59, 60 sales a week, I'm really not working hard. I'm not working hard enough. And so there's a huge win. I was, that was the first time I was really ever satisfied about PRing um, because I, I finally beat the record and you know, it was, it was pretty cool to have that, that record. But anyways, I ended that week at 84 cells. The previous all time week, rec- week record was 81 cells. Uh, Jake West actually beat me though. So I have the second all time week in the company. He did 102 that week, which is, it's just insane. His Monday and Tuesday match, he did two twenty days that week as well. And I didn't have to, I didn't have Monday or Tuesday match. I had to buy, but Anyways, all right, after that kind of kicked into a new level and I was at like 800,000 in revenue at that point. So I knew I was going to hit a million. Well, kind of, I was still going back and forth about it. It was just pretty, I don't know why I was going back and forth. I was already there. I, I don't know. I just still didn't think it was possible. Well, uh, cause that's
0: that because that's your old, your old mental wiring is still in there. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, okay. let me see exactly when this is because it's kind of important. So, let I'm me look back on my Instagram real quick. So, during the competition, I hit a thousand accounts during that two day match, which was cool because that was my original goal. Okay, so I hit a thousand accounts that first day of that match. Um, and this is in August, and then that's August 12th, and I hit a million. September 2nd. Reason why that's important. um, In the week of, or the month of August was my biggest ever month. I did 287 serviced and 275,000 in revenue that month. Um, Which, I mean, at the competition, if I just do a million minus 250, probably. So 750. I was at 750,000 and... I just stepped it up a notch and finished it out in like two and a half, three weeks, 275,000 in a month was, I don't know if that's ever been done honestly by anybody in the industry. Um, after, I mean, I was so tired. I've been knocking for five months already. Um, but after those two days, I just knew I had to kick it into gear because I wasn't at my full potential. And so I just decided I had to go get my full potential. You know, I always go back to that and yeah. i don't think i sold a, i had a 60 week
0: all the way up until i finished at least 60 dude that's a hell of a story yeah. and i you know and i just thought you don't want to go back to your 10 dollar an hour concrete job in idaho yeah that's how a, that's a, that is massive that is on a personal growth level, it's huge, so huge. Obviously, you know you know that. But um, all right, so now you you hit that mark. And how do they? You say okay, you get a Lamborghini at this? Not like because. And when I first saw you posting pictures about it I, I've heard of stories where they give you access to the Lamborghini, but right. it's not yours. But this one is yours. This
1: one's and mine. They, I have, I have they, the blue. Slu- I have the the blue it is in my name might be a yeah it's in my name but they gave me x amount of dollars for it so i uh
0: what does a lamborghini go for these days
1: the one the one i bought it's a 2014 it's a couple years old but it it had less than 20,000 miles when i bought it so it's real good condition i was gonna go for a new one and lease it and use their money as like pay it. But I didn't want to spend three grand a month on a car. So I, uh, I just bought one in cash. I found one when I was a couple years old and put their money and I okay. spent, I spent about 40,000 of my own money and I just took in a hundred $150,000 in, in cash and bought a, bought a Lamborghini.
0: That's crazy. That's awesome. That's yeah. called F that's called F you money.
1: <laughs> it was cool. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie it's pretty damn cool
0: at 23 <laughs> at 23 years old you were able to purchase a Lamborghini that's insane that yeah, was cool so now what now what's on the on on the docket for Austin Pritchard
1: you know if I'm being honest I've uh...
0: I hope you're being honest you haven't been lying to me this whole time have you
1: <laughs> right if I'm being honest I I'm don't exactly know what's next I don't know if I go for a million again or I'm really just trying to help my guys. I'll make over a hundred thousand now. I'm trying to recruit as much as possible um, just so I can get into coaching a little bit more. So now I've, I ended the summer with six guys, six of my closest friends came out with me last year. Um, Ended this last summer with six guys. And since then I've recruited over, I'm over 20 people now on my team. So I'm hoping to take out at least 100 people this next summer. So I'll spend most of my time coaching, leading. Um, Don't know if I'll hit a million. I'm definitely going to go for 1,000 because I think I could be able to do that with leading that many people. Um, Also, I did want to say that I did a million, when I did a million, I also did 1,226 accounts. So beat my original goal by
0: by more than,
1: you know, 200.
0: So now it looks like you, those first few, you know, years and months, you're building Austin. Now Austin's building other people.
1: Yeah. I, I think I finally got to a spot where it's, I'm really, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of, it's been kind of a a weird transition because now I'm doing a spot where I've made a ton of money and I can go buy as much real estate really as I want right now. And I'm trying to figure out what the new goal is.
0: (laughs) Well, and I think, okay, you're 23.
1: I think the new goal yes. next year I want to I want to make 1.2 million is my goal
0: next year which is a massive undertaking at any phase of life but to do it at such a young age is do you are I mean just mentally you are set because you know there's a phrase that says once a once the brain once the mind has learned new things it can never it's stretched and it can never go back to the way it was right and yeah, you you could never go back. I, mean, it, it, I I had a mental shift four years ago. I'm 52 now. I never thought I could break six figures, yeah. and I've finally done it. It's it's an amazing, and it's not the money. Uh, like I look at your car, and to me, I because I don't like. Yeah, it's a cool car, and yeah, would I love to drive it absolutely? But it's what that represents. It's not necessarily having that and flashiness of it. It's just what the work. And the personal growth that you went through to get that—that that to me is the is the most valuable part of the story.
1: Yeah, I don't think people realize those who just started following me this year don't understand my per my my good friends see the growth. You know, the people who were with me when I was living in my truck and stuff like.
0: well yeah, I when I saw you when you were trying to get your real estate license.
1: Yeah, I mean, even yeah. that.
0: And I was a rookie, and I was feeling bad for you.
1: Yeah, I mean that was that was the beginning stages of a really dark time, and I honestly didn't even go as in in depth and in detail what I was going through at the time. I don't honestly even like to think about it. <laughs> if I'm being honest,
0: but it uh, it's good to remember that because it it fuels you to never go there again. Oh yeah, it's if it's just, up to you, right. From Corolla to Lamborghini.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna make a post yesterday, but I didn't. About two years, two years ago this month, bought a bought that Corolla.
0: You should. That would be brilliant because that's. I would. Uh, I come up with the titles of my episodes during the during the discussion during the interview, and that's kind of what that's something that as one of the titles that had crossed my path or crossed my mind was Corolla to Lamborghini. <laughs> So, yeah, you should do a post like that.
1: I should with both my cars next week. Yeah.
0: Like, which one would you like, you know? <laughs> or, or what is it worth to you, you know, to be, you know, something like that. But um, is there anything, you know, as we kind of wrap this up, is there anything that you want to share with anyone who's listening that, that maybe I haven't asked you about just this journey you've been on and, and personal growth? Because it's easy to get comfortable, yeah, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with being comfortable, and if that's you're happy with, it, that is totally fine. I'm not knocking that, but there's yeah. so much in all of us, so much more in all of us than we realize. I think.
1: I think if you're comfortable at all, that's great. Um, but if you're wanting more, just start start speaking it into existence. Start telling yourself you're going to do it you know, you need to have that moment where I was just kind of like when I was looking in the mirror and getting real emotional and yelling at myself, like demand more than what you already have. You know, we're, we're made to be insane and we're made to be great. You know, I honestly believe like my beliefs have changed a lot, but I honestly believe we're, we're made to be so much more so much more than we realize and you know if if we're actually made in god's image you know then we have the potential we should
0: be doing a lot more
1: you know yeah exactly we have the potential to be somewhat on that level you know so go out and demand more and, and be more than what you you know what you are now And that's for everybody really go be, go be better today than you were yesterday. Go be, you know, decide to work on something new and, and work on, on yourself. But that's all I'd really have is don't, don't settle with where you're at in life. You should always have something you can work on and and progress. So,
0: and you mentioned, speak it into existence. And there's a phrase that I heard years ago that says what, what goes out of your mouth, what comes out of your mouth goes into your life yeah and that
1: is but faith without works is dead which is another good one
0: Ah, yeah 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 yeah
1: you can have the the faith and you can speak it into existence but if you don't ever get off your ass
0: then you have to have to work it into existence
1: (laughs) you know you have to work i love the quote where it's like yeah god can move mountains he's gonna hand you a shovel or whatever whatever yeah get to work he's giving you the tools to work yeah that's kind of uh what I think about it. Also, you asked me what my next, what's next. I also, I didn't include this into the story. Damn it. But when I'm in the summer, like completely forget to eat. Like I just don't have time to eat. I would usually eat during the days, like a cliff bar in the morning and Red Bull and I wouldn't eat until like 10 o'clock that night again. Wow. So this, this off season, I'm really trying to learn how to have a better balance or whatnot, but, I've decided to work on my health and my body and I want to become slow.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Because without, yeah, you're right. I mean, without your, if your temple is crumbling, then you're, you can't do anything without being physical. And, and that's something I try to tell people, Hey, start now. um, And continue to do it. You know, at your age you're at, because like I say I'm 52 and I'm really active for, for the most part. And it's so easy to, I see like a lot of other people, my age and, and older people that who have not been active and they just, they're just a, a prisoner inside this broken old shell. So yeah, keep doing that for sure.
1: Yeah. That's the next, that's the next goal is to get my body right. Cause I've cleared off for other goals too much.
0: Get swole, get a Corolla, get a Lambo, get swole.
1: <laughs> that's
0: the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you so much. Uh, it's been fun watching your journey, you know, from afar, and and just knowing where I saw you two and a half, three years ago. It's it's phenomenal to see what you've become, and so I'm so glad you were able to take the time and and come on and share this with us. Thank you again for listening to the Parish the Thought Show. We would love your comments and feedback on our website at briankeithparish.com slash feedback. If you love or hate what you hear, please give us a rating on whatever platform you find us. You're still here? Click on the next episode for more from the Parish the Thought Show.